harness your strengths, develop a growth mindset, become more resilient and succeed. This is the Commit Podcast with Ireland's leading performance coach, Enda McNulty. Enda, Dublin and Tyrone face off this year's All-Ireland Football Final. Tyrone face Dublin, they were going for four in a row, probably one of the greatest ever football teams. Tyrone are big underdogs. But what kind of mindset do they need to go in to win this game? First of all, I'm very excited about this year's All-Ireland Final, Dara. I think that everybody is talking up Dublin and they're hyping up Dublin, the greatest football team of all time. And arguably, you could say that they deserve that banner. Uh, as a footballer myself, and I guess anybody who's played in an All-Ireland Final, the week of the final, you always get a sense of excitement and apprehension, anxiety, fear, a flutter of nerves coming every single morning, even though it's long after we finish playing. You've always got that in you as a footballer since you're a young child with a football in your hand. You always had that intent to be involved with a team that were good enough to line out uh, for the All-Ireland in front of 82,000 people. So first of all, I'm very excited. I'm also very excited as an Ulster man. I think I was inspired by Sean O'Neill, the great down footballer, of course, who's won All-Irelands back in the 60s. He always inspired us at Queen's University and he was a role model for us because he would always emphasise the importance of if you're from Ulster, you support whoever's in the All-Ireland Final. And I thought that was a really good, almost lesson in leadership, but also a lesson in, you know, trying to see your own people doing well. Really good life lesson there. I would love to see Tyrone doing very well and winning this at Ireland. Not because I don't respect Dublin or I don't admire them. I have huge admiration for Dublin and their coach and their senior players and for their culture. But I believe that Tyrone have what it takes to win this game. In terms of the mindset specifically, I think fundamentally they have to believe it is possible. Fundamentally they have to believe that this great superpower team that is Dublin is beatable. And fundamentally they have to believe that when it comes down to it, in the last five or ten minutes of the game, all they need to do is to be in touching distance. And then we'll really be able to test anybody's bottle. Then we'll be able to test Dublin's mental toughness. Then we'll be able to test how good uh, every single Dublin player is in terms of finishing the game under severe pressure. At this level and at this stage, does it come down to mindset? and being able to cope with pressure and difficult moments? No. At this level, at any sport, at the peak or elite level, you have to have a rock-solid game plan that every player in your squad knows how to execute under pressure. Joe Schmidt has been world-leading at that, along with his coaching staff and his playing staff. Andy Farrell, Simon Easterby... Greg Fick, Richie Murphy, Rory Best, Johnny Sexton, Sean O'Brien, the Jimmy Heaslips, the Brian O'Driscolls, the Paul O'Connells, all those guys have been phenomenal executors of game plan. Whoever wins this final at the weekend will be better at executing the game plan under significant pressure, offensively and defensively. Number one. Number two, the best team will be the team that from a physical fitness point of view can stay tackling relentlessly for the longest period of time and stay attacking relentlessly for the longest period of time. And just for our listeners to really understand what I'm saying there, that the work ethos needs to be huge with and without the ball. 
The level of intensity you put on the opposition when they have the ball needs to be huge. And the speed you attack when you have the ball needs to be lightning. So Gaelic Games has evolved significantly in the last 10 years uh, in that not only good enough to be fit now, it's not only good enough now to have a very good game plan, it's not only good enough to have a very good mental game plan, you need to bring those three things in combination and you need to have a strong bench as well as having a coach on the sideline who can make real-time tactical changes. And in this final, we've got the two best tactical guys in the country or certainly up in the best four or five in the country. So Mickey Hart and Jim Gavin are tactically very astute. Not only that, their backroom staffs are very tactically astute. My father always used the analogy that if you haven't got the right game plan, or if you don't have the right tactical setup, it's like a boxer boxing with one hand behind his back. You might have an admirable fight. You might really go toe-to-toe for 30 minutes or 40 minutes or 50 minutes. But if you don't have a watertight game plan, you're going to get knocked out. There is no question about that. What's fascinating about this game at the weekend that both teams, both coaches, and both backroom staff have got a very good game plan in place. Now we're going to see how those game plans counteract each other. Who's going to be better offensively? Who's going to be better defensively? Who can real-time manipulate the game like a chess player? So if you think about this, this is going to be a tactical chessboard. And I think both of those uh, coaches are well able to manipulate the chess players real-time. That is unfortunately not that common at the moment in Gaelic games. Yeah, and I want to ask you about that, actually. And We know what Dublin are going to bring. And surely this is where they hold the aces because this is a game plan that they've perfected over the last five, six years. So the players are well used to it. Now, in fairness to Mickey Harsh, you know, he's built up this legacy uh, with Tyrone. But are we starting to see he's starting to change it up a bit? And I'm interested in your thoughts on this. That Has he started to kind of move away a little bit from the tactical, the zonal defence into maybe looking to go a bit more man-to-man so that it becomes a bit more open. Give me your thoughts on that. The tactical evolution in Gila Games is, in the last 10 years, there's been more tactical evolution than there was arguably in the previous 40 years. So there's been a huge evolution. One of the architects behind that evolution has been Mickey Hart. So arguably since twenty since two thousand and three, Mickey Hart has had a very consistent game plan and very consistent principles in that game plan. By and large, they've been very good defensively, and by and large, they know what they're doing offensively. And again, he's obviously very strong at coaching that. He's won three All Irelands. That's not to be, I guess, sniffed at, especially when you're playing in a tougher championship that is Ulster. So I would argue that Mickey Hart, from a tactical point of view, has been more formidable in Gaelic games than anybody in the history of the game. You might say, as an Armagh man, would you stand over that? Yes, I would stand over that. I believe that Mickey Hart, tactically, has had a greater impact on the evolution of our games than anybody else. And I would I would say that over and above anybody in Dublin, because of the resources that Dublin have at their, uh, to their availability. I would also say another thing that Dublin do not get credit for, and they are very good tactically, and they have got an exceptional culture, and they're physically very well conditioned, they don't get enough credit for their technical execution of basic skills. And anybody that's involved with Dublin or has watched or studied Dublin playing in big games, but maybe more importantly, 
preparing, training. Dublin spend a lot of time working on the basic skills. And that does not mean the week before a big game. That means a way back in October, November, December, a way back in the winter months. And I think it's one of the things that's highly underrated. I've learned a huge amount from professional basketball in that capacity. I know from working with professional soccer players, professional golfers, obviously rugby players, athletes, and my own Gaelic Games experience. If you don't work on the basic skills time after time in thousands of hours of deep practice, well, the rest is actually irrelevant. This Dublin team are better at executing the basic skills under pressure than anybody arguably in the history of the game. Tyrone are pretty good. I don't think they're yet as good as Dublin at executing the basic skills in every position, including the guys that come on from the bench. So it's one big advantage that Dublin have. I'm just wondering, can, can Tyrone counteract that with their hunger? Can Tyrone counteract that with their drive? Can they counteract that with their ferocious intensity? Because no matter how hard Dublin say it to the fellas, underneath it all, they can't be as hungry as the Tyrone players because Tyrone, these players don't have any All-Irelands. This current group of players have no All-Irelands. So I believe that the hunger that Tyrone have, if they focus it appropriately... And if they focus it on executing that game plan relentlessly, and if they focus it in on the energy and intensity they bring with them without the ball, I think there's going to be one very compelling battle. Some are worried that this final um, is going to be a poor one. Um, a lot of people have decried the state of Gaelic football this season. That people said, you know, when we had Mayo in Dublin, and, you know, when we had Dublin and Kerry, that there were open battles, open games. But now that Tyrone are where they're at, and people look at the maybe Dublin-Galway, the way Galway set themselves up against Dublin. The fear is that Tyrone are going to set themselves up against Dublin in a similar way. It's going to be a case of, yeah, try and break us down if you can. Are you worried that the spectacle is going to be a poor one? I never go to an Ireland final thinking about the spectacle. When I was playing in all Ireland finals, we never concerned ourselves with spectacles. Anybody who's involved with the Dublin team or the Tyrone team will not have one degree of concern about spectacle. Their concern will be about winning the game. Their concern will be what is the most effective game plan that we need to play to give us the best chance to win this game. And what I would say for our listeners that are, you know, reflecting on Gaelic games with disdain and about where it's currently at and about how it's not any more open football. I would ask how many of them uh, take a horse to work in the morning, or how many of them drive a Model T Ford, or how many of them use one of those old Nokia telephones, or how many use a current black and white television, or maybe how many of them use a wind-up telephone, or how many of our listeners today uh, perhaps are sending letters to their employees or to their colleagues rather than using email. In other words, the game has evolved. We can't look at the game and wish it was as open as the great Dublin Curry battles of the 1970s. That's like looking back at Bob Dylan's and listening to his records from the 1970s and wishing that's the way music was today. Everything has evolved in life. Gaelic games has evolved, thankfully. I actually look at these games with 
incredible curiosity about how the teams are going to tactically deal with each other, about how many passes you have to get before you can break the next line of defence. I find that fascinating. I know a lot of our listeners won't find that fascinating, but I would ask them to be a bit more curious, to take their eyes off the ball and look back to the end of the pitch and see how many defenders are in the defence, how many attackers are in the offence, and start to look at the game a little bit more open. Start to look at the game the way people in basketball started to do 50 years ago and American football started to do maybe 30 years ago or maybe even in soccer they started to do 50 years ago when they realised that the game had to be modified from a tactical point of view and as every even uh, basic amateur enthusiastic in soccer would say there's different formations 4-5-1, 4-4-2 and so on so in Gaelic games there's different formations I believe that Tyrone are slightly tweaking their formation offensively and defensively, but it's still based on the most simple fundamentals tactically in Gaelic games. Minimise the scores you give away and maximise the scores that you make. So the game has evolved that we now minimise scores, in other words, create huge uh, amount of bodies in your defence and create as many scores as you can, in other words, leave as much space space in your offence as you possibly can. That is the basic premise of tactics in Gaelic games. I don't disagree with you about the evolution of the game and you know absolutely but like I'm not harking back to even the 1970s. I'm talking about Dublin Mayo. People were enthralled by that. People were looking forward to that kind of game. People in advance of this game are wondering will it even be a sellout? Uh, people are worrying will it be a low scoring game? Uh Jim McGuinness has come under a lot of criticism for a column he wrote recently for the Irish Times where he said, well, one of the options maybe Mickey Hart needs to consider is put all the men uh, behind the 45 line and say to Dublin, bring it on. And he says it mightn't be much of a match, but who cares? It's one way to beat Dublin. Would you agree with a philosophy or an approach that espouses something like that, if it means winning the game? Well, there to be a bit controversial my whole life I've been much more interested in the performance side of sport than the spectator side of sport. So the players in Dublin and Tyrone won't give 2D for anything Jim McGuinness has written. They won't give a damn. I believe that Mickey Hart is more tactically astute than Jim McGuinness. I believe that he's a much stronger portfolio of experience tactically than Jim McGuinness has. And I believe that it's not how many men you bring behind the ball. It is what you do when you have the ball and what you do when you don't have it. If you have 15 men behind the ball when you own the ball at centre half back, you've got a problem. If you've got two men behind the ball when Dublin have the ball in your square, you've got a problem. So it's again, I believe it's a lack of understanding in Gaelic games when we're talking about 15 men behind the ball. It's actually incredibly positive to have 15 men behind the ball if Dublin have it and they're attacking uh, at speed and they have the ball in, let's say, at your centre half-back position. It's incredibly positive. And from spending my whole life in the full-back line, a lot of it, and my club life a little bit in the half-back line, I can say that as a full-back, it is heaven to have 15 men behind the ball. As a full-back, it is a nightmare to have one person inside your 45 and the other team's coming at you hard. It leaves you open and isolated. So to be honest, I really strongly believe that Tyrone, when they have the ball, will move it very fast. When they don't have the ball, they will try and 
fill every space available to Dublin and put heat on every single Dublin player. That is a positive thing, not a negative thing. Dublin do pretty much the same themselves, don't they? So if they're going to try and take on Dublin the same approach and Dublin have been, have perfected this over the last six years, what hope do Tyrone have then? Actually, I would 100% agree with that. Most people would say that Dublin play open, stylish, creative football. Let's cut to the chase. Dublin are ruthless. Dublin will do whatever it takes to win. Dublin defensively have got five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten men behind the ball when they are in defence mode. When they have the ball, Dublin have sometimes a very slow build-up approach. And I think it's wise to think about the philosophy of people like Guardiola in uh, the Man City environment who would talk about that the fundamental principles of playing football is get your defence right first. So Dublin have a rock-solid defence and have had a way back since they won their first All-Ireland, obviously back in terms of what, 2011. 2011, when they won the first one in this current series, they had rock-solid defence. And they learned from their mistakes when Donegal had beat them in the semi-final a few years ago. They learned that their house was wide open and they were back again under Jim Galvin to filling up their defence, to making sure there wasn't, in inverted commas, a a blanket defence. I think that day is gone. It's now more like a blitz defence. You'll never see any Dublin cornerback or fullback or centre-back isolated one-on-one. There'll always be another five or six or seven men filling the space in front of the goals. Using the phrase my dad would use, the honeypot in front of the goals, you always need lots of men to protect. On that basis, how do you see it going on Sunday? I guess sport in general is full of enthusiastic amateur predictors. For me to say I know how this game is going to go would be me being cocky and arrogant. I don't have a clue. What I do believe is that you're going to meet two teams that are very well tactically set up. You're going to have two teams that are very well conditioned. You're going to have two teams that have got rock-solid cultures, two very good environments in terms of cultures. You've also got two teams that have a really good bench. So the Tyrone bench is strong and the, uh, the Dublin bench is exceptionally strong. I believe you've got two very strong coaches who are used to being in Ireland finals and they're used to the razzmatazz and the hype and the pressure. Finally, you've got two teams that believe they're going to win this game. To predict who's going to win would be arrogant of me. What I do predict is a hell of a battle. What I will predict is a tactical chess game. And finally, what I will predict is there will be huge physicality, in particular uh, from a defensive point of view. When both teams are met, uh, when the attack runs into both defences, I think there's going to be real good sparks flying from a physicality point of view. I'm not going to let you away with that. 50 quid on the table for a charity and you had to put a bet on. I believe the Throne have got what it takes to win this game. I wouldn't, if I was asked to use the 50 quid, I would have to split the 50 quid in two and say, who knows? Win-win. <laughs> Enda, thanks very much. And we look forward to another great All-Ireland final, hopefully. It's going to be a hell of a game. Uh, for all our listeners, I hope you get to the game. When you watch it, I hope you open your eyes up and look at it with fresh eyes. And finally, celebrate the fact that Gaelic games are currently producing one of the greatest sports in the world. If you want to harness your strengths, develop a growth mindset, become more resilient and succeed, 
Just go to mcnultyperformance.com for more insights and information.